Alright, welcome to this week's In The Zone podcast. I am joined by Meta World Peace, man. It is great to have you it's here. It's an honor to be here. How's everything going? Everything's great, man. We in the zone now. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. That's right. Y'all got a, a rare off day, huh? Yeah. Actually, you know, with Coach Walton, he he gives you that, that your body rest. You okay. Know? If you're, like, messing around and not playing the game so hard, you know, he'll, he'll make sure we get to practice, but... We've been working really hard, so he gave us a he gave us a day off. Okay, okay. Yeah. Well, tell us. I mean, we got a lot of Lakers fans watching yeah, the yeah. podcast. Do you is your is the future bright for the Lakers? In your opinion, the future is bright. You know, uh, Brandon Ingram is he's coming along really well. Okay, he got better throughout the season. From last year, Russell improved. You know, uh, less turnovers. He still is turning the ball over a little bit. Yeah, but it's much less than last year. His body's gotten a little bit better, and he's such a big time player. And Julius gotten better this season, okay. Throughout the season, okay. So now he, the last month he's been hitting like a three, a game, yeah. And that's gonna take the Lakers to the next level. And then you know they have the other young talent. You know uh, these guys are a little bit older, but Jordan and um, Larry now they're twenty, yeah. Yeah. they're twenty four, twenty five. But you know they're still approaching their prime. Okay. You know, so uh, who's going of the young players? If if you had to pick one, who's gonna be the star? Or do you see one? stars? Yeah, absolutely. Like, not just good players, but, like, perennial all-stars on that roster? Well, I think that with time, if this group can stay together, you'll see a Golden State situation. Really? Because you'll see Brandon Ingram start to take over games where there's nothing anybody can do. Okay. Similar to what Stephen Curry's doing. Okay. Right? You'll see guys have no chance. Then um, D'Angelo Russell, you can't make mistakes against him. Similar to, like, Clay Thompson. He's a different player, but you cannot make a mistake – against a, a four-year D'Angelo Russell. Right now he's in his second yeah, year, yeah. right? And then Julius Randle with the improvement. You know, look at Draymond Green pushing the ball. Yeah. Julius had triple-doubles this year. He had eight assists, and he's still raw. So with that being said, you got guys that if they stay together, they'll win and they'll be all-stars. So you're not just saying this because that's your teammates right nah, now? No, <laughs> I, I, I'm seeing it. And, and you see the, you know, uh, Julius was in Houston. He had 30 in the first half against Houston. Yeah. And then yesterday, Brandon had a big game against um, Memphis, and he's got and guys is trying to you know out physical him, and they can't. So he's stronger than he looks. He's he, he's much stronger than what he looks. Much okay. stronger, and and I'm sure everybody that guarded him in the NBA will say Found the same thing. Out. Yeah. So the, it looks like Magic Johnson and the new regime have their eyes on Lonzo Ball. That's what a lot of people want them right, to get right. Lonzo Ball in the draft. Do you think he would fit in? Like, if he goes to the Lakers, what do you see happening with that? Well, it's only 15 spots on a, on a team, right? So, obviously, you know, you can't have 16 people. So, mm -hmm. if you get a guy at somebody else's position, then obviously things change. The whole dynamic changes. So, I don't Could know. Could they what... move D'Angelo to the two? Could you? Because he played the two a few weeks ago and had right. like a big, I can't remember the exact numbers, but he had a big game. Well, That's when he had 40. Right, he That's had a when big he had game. 40. He's, yeah. he's such a good player. But it just depends on, you know, the coaching style, who they want to draft, you know, are they looking for free agents, you know, and those are questions that I can't answer because I'm not in the front office, right? Yeah. I'm still a player. Um, so, you know, with that being said, I think that I would just wait to the draft and just, you know, be as interested okay. as everybody else because I don't know what their plans are. Have you seen much of Lonzo Ball? No. Play? Okay. No, I haven't so seen you, him okay. play. 
but I heard his name a lot. I'm sure he's gonna sell a lot of jerseys, you yeah, know, and yeah, uh, yeah. and his dad has the b-ball brand. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I'm interested in that because I really think like um, his dad is doing a really good job of, of pushing that brand. I think I think he's, if he starts it now, I think he has a chance to build a billion dollar brand. That's what he's trying to do. And I think I think he's on his way. It, it, the, now, will the fans go out and buy? You know, you know the masses. I don't know, brand, yeah. right? Um, it's it's a, it's a niche market. It's only for basketball, or it could translate to football and soccer. Yeah, you know, big ball. It depends on who they sign, but I think he's sitting on a billion dollar brand. So you don't have a problem with him coming out saying stuff like Lonzo's better than Steph Curry or better than LeBron? And, and I have uh, a problem with Michael Jordan. I take that. Saying he could beat Michael Jordan. Yeah, because he said, yeah, you have a problem with him saying Michael, he could beat Michael Jordan. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. That's Michael your Jordan, Dennis Rodman. When you say something about Dennis Rodman, like, I start to cry. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm emotionally attached <laughs> to Dennis Rodman. And I'm not as much attached to Michael Jordan, but I'm attached to Michael Jordan also. So when you start mentioning Michael Jordan's name, my childhood hero, <laughs> like, I have a problem with that. Um, I do like that he gives his son confidence. Okay. I think that's big for my father. I didn't like that he said... At least, you know, something like, you know, my sons has, you know, a fa- at least they have a father in their life. Yeah, yeah, Not yeah, everyone yeah. is as fortunate to have a father in their life. Yeah. You yeah, know what I'm saying? And yeah. people got to watch what they say sometimes. Yeah. Because I look at my boy um, Thomas Robinson. You know, he grew up without a father. He's not fortunate enough to have a father in his life. You know, and he grew up, you know, under the circumstances of being, you know, um, in environments that's not healthy for yeah. children. So not everyone is as fortunate as the Ball Brothers, you know, to have a father yeah. in their life that's supportive. And I think um, Coach Carl said something about that yeah, also, yeah, right? Yeah, George Carl. And yeah. I think these guys are just yeah. making mistakes. They're, they're, they're out of touch. They might not mean it negatively, right. but it comes off. It comes off way. bad because a lot of these kids need fathers and they don't have them. So he needs to chill yeah. out on that. <laughs> but everything else, I really enjoy what he's doing. He's fun. And yeah. I think he might have a chance to be a commentator or something. Well, they talking about a reality show. He needs it. <laughs> he needs it. <laughs> nah, he's he's ratings galore. That's for he sure. He is right. He's great. So you mentioned Michael Jordan. Now you obviously everybody knows you from Queensbridge, yeah, New York. Yeah. So you were a Jordan Bulls fan growing yes. up in Queensbridge. Yes. Is that was, how you got so tough having to fight all the time because you was a Jordan fan? Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> I, I was a BJ Armstrong fan. Okay. He BJ Armstrong is my favorite player. Why? And because, um, I don't know, I just was attached to him. Uh, From I, Chicago I, or all the way Chicago, back to Iowa? University Chicago. Of Iowa. Okay. Only, yeah, only Chicago. I never watched college basketball. And so he was my favorite player. Um, and then obviously Michael Jordan, just with the superstar status. he And uh, I was really uh, interested in Michael Jordan because his defense. Okay. When I was young, I didn't really know much about basketball, but I knew that Michael Jordan was tough. You know, uh, he would always guard the best players. I remember one time he had a – a, a bunch of games where he was guarding like Steve Smith and he was guarding Glenn Robinson mm-hmm. and all oh, Glenn Rice and he was taking these guys out their game and then giving them thirty on the other side. So I was like, wow, you know, I want I want to be like that. So you like the defense? The wow. defense, yeah, Michael Jordan's defense. Okay. Not so much his offense. I always looked at his defense. I learned a lot on how he used to. Uh, he used to say when you slide, you know, you want to get your back foot ready to move. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I never paid attention to his offense. I wish I would have, um, but his defense was what really got me. So were you a Knicks fan or a Bulls fan? I was a Bulls fan. Okay. But I, but fan. when the Knicks played the Bulls, I did want to see the Knicks beat the Bulls. Okay. Okay. Even though I wasn't a Knicks fan. 
I mean, I wasn't. I, I didn't choose the Knicks over 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 the Bulls. Yeah. But New York is in my blood. You know what I'm saying? Like if New York is definitely 100 percent in my blood. <laughs> Absolutely. So you also mentioned Dennis Rodman. Yeah. So do you, I mean? What what's the affinity you see to Dennis Rodman? I love Dennis. I love his story. You know, he grew up um, without parents. You know, um, if you watched Dennis Rodman when he got Defensive Player of the Year mm-hmm. and was in tears, you know, it shows you a guy that is just looking for some type of love. You know, he finally he got something. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? And obviously he. He's he's still looking for something, you know. Throughout his career, you've seen him do things that's yep. just not, you would say, not normal. Yeah. Right. Um, and uh, before I before I found out the personal side of Dennis Rodman, I really enjoyed how he played the game. He's just diving on the floor, sacrificing everything, you know. Yep. And he inspired me to do the same. So that's why I changed my number to ninety one. You know, um, and every time I see him, you know, uh, sometimes I call him. He don't answer the phone all the time. But <laughs> I was going to ask, so y'all have a personal relationship? You well, friends? It, it's not too personal because he don't answer the phone all the time. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, he's um, he's my he's my favorite player. You know, I I support him one hundred percent all the time. There's nothing you can say wrong to me about Dennis Rodman. What about Jordan? You got a personal relationship with him? I don't have a personal relationship with Jordan, but. Um, I am honored to say that, you know, I spoke to Jordan on the phone one time. Um, he gave me some encouragement. What, was You were in the league at this point? I, I was with the Bulls. We had an incident, me and Jordan. When I, I remember um, you broke his ribs. Yeah, and I was I was a little bit hurt by that because that was my favorite player, and I wanted to see him come back and average 30. Okay. Why don't you tell us because everybody might not know the story. Yeah, so, so what happened was – Yeah, so what happened was we was in this Chicago in the summertime playing pickup basketball – and, you know, I'm super competitive. And then when I see anybody on the basketball court it, at that age. Because this was right before when he was coming back to the Wizards. This when he was coming back year. to the Wizards. Okay, and he averaged 25 that year. Yeah. While taking off three months from a rib injury, he would average 35. He, definitely, <laughs> he would average 35. He was so good. So, you know, um, at that age when I played basketball, when I sense that somebody is better than me, I, I, get, I start to have a little fear. Okay. Right? And I go into my street mode. So every time I'm on the court, I'm, I'm, in, I'm in the streets every single time. Yeah. You know, because I've been in incidences where we had to, you know, sometimes bring guns to the game, you know, because you go to Playing some, what, in the playgrounds? In playgrounds. Wow. Yeah, so because you just never guns. know, like, if you want to get better, you got to go play basketball. And wherever the game was, that's where we was going. And sometimes we have to go in the hostile and, and neighborhoods. So y'all you know? went packing. We went packing. <laughs> we went strapped. Did y'all ever have to... Some, sometimes, I mean, sometimes we, sometimes we had, uh, sometimes we pulled out a couple times. My boys, sometimes. But nobody ever, anybody ever get no, shot. No, 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 nobody ever got shot. We, we, had, we had some incidences where uh-huh. we, uh, where it could have been escalated. But so that's my, that's how I grew up playing basketball, and I'm always on the defense. Okay. You know, so when I got a chance to play against Mike, immediately I'm like, I don't give a rat's ass. I'm going. So you in. weren't intimidated that this is my hero. I'm I'm going against Jordan. It wasn't or... that I wasn't intimidated, but on the court, survival. Okay. You know what I mean? So <clears throat> we was going hard. <laughs> and Michael Jordan's crazy. He's he he he's just as crazy as I am. So what was he? What, why you say that? What was he doing? He goes hard. Example. He goes hard. The example is just one hundred percent every single time. You know. He wasn't taking it easy on no, you. No. Is 100%. he talking junk? 
not really talking because I don't I didn't talk much, but he was talking trash. Okay. But it's hard to talk trash to me because I'm in your ass every single time. <laughs> you so know what, what I'm saying? What, what I'm in he, your ass was every he saying? time. Was he saying? Because I, I remember, remember when the story. I remember when it happened. Right, right, and right. I thought, you know, I was hearing different things that Jordan was talking trash to. Nah, you, it wasn't like that. And then you, it wasn't a fight, but that you broke his ribs. It wasn't. It wasn't like what everybody reported. People reported it was strictly basketball, okay. and Jordan was holding me. And every time Jordan got the voice score, it was it was just that simple. So he, I, okay. he scored every single time, <laughs> you know. And I got tired of him scoring, so he was holding me, and I knew if I let him touch the ball, he's going to yeah. score. So I cannot let him touch it. So, we, and it was referees. They actually called the offensive foul on him too. On that play. On that play. So he was holding me, and I was, and I moved his arm out the way, and I hit him in the ribs by mistake. And that was like one of the worst days of my life as a basketball player. Wow. One of the worst days of my he life. He went down, and they. Didn't no, he didn't go down. Jordan's crazy. He died. He he died. So he kept basketball. playing. This is what Jordan does. So I hit him in the ribs. He holds his ribs. <laughs> he takes about five seconds. All right, then it's his ball. Um, he ends the game on the jumper, and he walks off. <laughs> That's Michael Jordan, man. Wow. Michael Jordan. So you, you said when you on the court with somebody and you know they're better, you sense that they're better, you, that's when you get in that survival Not mode. necessarily better. It's competition. Okay. But I'm not like that no more because I learned how to channel it, and uh, Ray Lewis had a lot to do with that also. I learned a lot from Ray Lewis this year. He was I was asking him, like, how do so you play? So y'all are close, you and Ray. I'm not close with Ray, but he okay. came and spoke to the team. Okay. And over the year, over the last, I would say, since 2009, since I've been really, really focusing on my therapy, my, my sports psychology, yep. because I would always bring other things to the game. So I've been, getting, I've been, I've been able to channel my, my energy okay. better. Okay. But Ray Lewis, I asked Ray Lewis, I said, how do you play with that much intensity? You know, I, I see you out there, you're going out there in the beginning of the game, and you're fired up. Like, how, how do you stay focused? Yeah, because if I'm not if I'm not fired up back in the days, if I'm not fired up, any one thing could tick me off. Because I had, you have no control emotionally. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yep, yep. Even though you could be as happy, you know, you could be happy and excited and it, and it looks positive, but you know, you still have no control of that emotion. So even if you were happy and excited, something could trigger something you could, to do some, something negative. Right. Like maybe somebody might push you, your elbow, your ref make a bad call, boom, eject it. Yeah. Because right? you yeah. have no control emotionally, you're not stable. Okay. You know, but some people could play at those high levels and. Um, you know, and I was asking Ray, you know, how, how do you do that? And he, he answered that for me. I'm 37, and, and I learned something from him. You know, what a, was as his answer? He said, just always put your team first. He said, you know, if you're going to do anything that, could, that you can let down your team, you know, um, that's not being a good teammate. So he said, anytime I would get um, <clears throat> in some trouble, you know, on the field and I can potentially, you know, hurt my team, you know, I would never do that. I always choose my team. And I'm like, Wow. So this year I, I got better, you know, at, okay. e even later, you know. I, so now I'm able to, you know, play harder, you know, and, and excited and give 100% and still take it personal, yeah. but without taking it to, you know, to the next level. Was there a part of you when you started your therapy that felt, man, the way I've been doing it is has gotten me to this point, has gotten right, me to right, the right, NBA right, and right, made right. me a great player? You know what I'm saying? Were you, you hesitant to give that up? No, I, I, I was. Um, but now I'm like, okay, the way I've been doing it, I just have to put it into the game, you know, and Kobe does it very well, and Tim Duncan, and I admire those, and Kawhi Leonard. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I envy Kawhi Leonard because I want to be just like him. Like, if you watch Kawhi Leonard, 
you know, um, we similar players at the same yeah, at the age. Yeah, I agree. Right? His game is similar to yours. Since similar at the same age, and I'm just amazed on how he's able to be so locked in and play both ends and be so calm, you know. And I wish I could have been like that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying for for a long period of time in my career. You know, now you know it's a different point in yeah. my time, and I'm able to teach that to other kids. But I, I, I love the job that he's doing emotionally. He's so balanced and yeah. so stable. It's interesting you bring that up because you know this as well as anybody. The year you got the brawl, the yeah. malice of the palace, and all that. My MVP, yeah. I was gonna say you were, you were. I mean, it was only seven games into the season, but, but you I, were balling. I was taking. You home. were definitely yeah in the early MVP. <laughs> so I, do I you six. The year before that, MVP vote. Six and yeah, and that and was, was average All Star year. Yeah, and then eighteen year I was, points and six. You, you know what I mean? I was going home. So MVP you felt you were winning it? Absolutely, because I was averaging eighteen that year. I would finish six in voting, <laughs> and I and I thought Jermaine O'Neal should have got it because we had the best record. Yeah. So I don't want to discredit Jermaine. Jermaine should have gotten MVP he that was, year. He was where he finished higher than you. He in finished the higher than me. He was yeah. like second. Yeah. That yeah. year, you know, and Jermaine should have got MVP. They took it from him. They gave it to Garnett. Who won it that year? Garnett. I love Garnett. He's a good guy, but. You know, I've, we had the best record. Yeah, Every yeah. time somebody gets MVP, it's always the person with the best record. And and we had a we we made so much strides, and they didn't give it to Jermaine. They really they really um snubbed Jermaine. But then the next year, I was I was cooking, and I was yeah, still the best defender in the that. league. Yeah. So that was my goal. And then like it went it just went crazy after that. Do you look back? I, I I'm with you because I was like, man, Ron. He might have been MVP that year. At that time, it was Ron might have been MVP that year? Who knows what y'all would have done as far right, as right, the playoffs right. and all that? How often do you think back, man? What could have been not only that year, but what the More future? Years, you know right. what I mean? Maybe you would have been an MVP again, oh, right, or right, right. All Star every year, all the time. How? All the time, I think about it because when you have a stable player. Um, the league gets behind you, your team gets behind you, and that's what was happening. I had three commercials with the NBA, yeah. uh, you know, um, TNT and ESPN. Um, Larry Bird was bringing me endorsement deals. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Larry Bird was supporting me, Sports Illustrated yeah. together. Yeah. And, uh, <clears throat> and um, you know, my coach was really behind me. I recall uh, one of the main reasons I got Defensive Player of the Year. He pushed for it. Yeah. And, um, you know, and then I was an all-star. So that was going to happen multiple more. That was going to yep. happen more times. Yep. You know, um, should have been a starter, but I wasn't. But, um, and then when you go on, uh, that's what I tell my players all the time. My, I call them my players because I'm the vet. Yep. I, I say, listen, you need to stick with a team. You don't want to be moving. Because right now you're building your legacy. And I know right now you could, there's a lot of young guys and they can have egos yep. and stuff, you know, and they want everybody want to be the man. It's not about that. I can tell them all the time, weather the storm of the ego. That's the biggest storm. Once you get past that, you're going to be Golden State. Yeah, You're going to yep. be Golden State, and then y'all going to grow together, and everybody's <clears throat> going to eat, you know. And that's something that, you know, nobody was able to tell me, you know. Uh, they tried, you know, but I, I wasn't listening at that age. Yeah. yeah. You you. Looked like you might have been on a Hall of Fame trajectory. Probably, I definitely probably I think I would have. I think I think I would have if I would have been able to have been a, a stable basketball player. Yep. And I still had a pretty good career. You had a really good career. Still yeah, had no a good question. Career. Yeah. A lot of guys under they feel like yeah I felt the same way you felt as yeah. a younger player and all that stuff. I, absolutely. I do have guys I, I reach out to just make sure they straight. Uh, I was reached out to by a couple people, not not many, but Reggie Miller was like. 
Okay. He was the, he he was the main one to mentor you. Tried to mentor you. He, yeah, he 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 was one of the guys that when when nobody else would come close to me, Reggie would come close to me. Okay. Jermaine O'Neal. Were dudes scared of you? They would just didn't know what I was gonna do. You know what I'm saying? Nobody yeah. knew what I what I would do. You know, if I was ready to fight, if I wanted to talk to you, or if you say the wrong thing to me, I take. So it even with teammates, you might yeah. go off. Did yeah. you get in many fights? I didn't get it in practice. I did. Okay. Not like out of practice, but in practice. Uh, and you know what? And uh, you know, uh, we all got in fights in practice. So is, a, is it a lot of fighting in the NBA turning, in practice? Not, not, not now, but <laughs> back then. <laughs> yeah. Just because it was you, or just in general? Oh no! In general, we had we had we had like Indiana Indiana team. We had. A lot of nice fights. The real good team, 61 win team? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what, give me, I, I don't nice know fights. how much you can talk about, <laughs> but, like, knockdown, drag-out fights. Um, I, I, Guys threw punches before, you know. Um, um, it, it, it was some good fight. It wasn't a lot, but it was yeah. it was very physical. Our practices was uh, real, it was harder than the games, definitely. Uh, I've never experienced practices like the Indiana practices. Maybe the Laker practices was tough. Because, when y'all were on the championship team. Yeah, because that yeah. team was crazy, too. Okay. That Kobe, myself, Sasha, Luke, Lamar, um, DJ Benga, Josh Powell, like, buying them. We were, we were insane. <laughs> Everybody was crazy. Uh, now, I, I'm imagining you and Kobe went at it in practice. Me and Kobe had some nice days. <laughs> I love Kobe, man. What was it like going against him? And does he talk a lot? Does Kobe he... talks a lot. <laughs> Kobe. So, was he was he saying to you in practice? Kobe I remember is. when you said you, you couldn't believe he went at you when y'all weren't even on the same team. You yeah. said I'm Ron Artest, <laughs> like, but he he's fearless like that. Kobe's fearless, absolutely. You know, um, he loves the game too much. You know, the game is you know you have to take his life to take that game from him. Mm. At that point, you know, um, he really would die for the game. You know, and and we had great practices where we're competing against each other. And most of the time, we were on the same team because we were the starters. Okay. But sometimes Kobe would go on the other team. And that's what I would do sometimes, too. Not with the Lakers because I wanted to kind of just stay, you know, in sync with what yeah. they wanted to do. But when I was at, on other teams, I would always go to the worst team, you know, in practice yeah. and, and, and try to beat the, the beat whoever was the best. Yeah. And that's what Kobe would do. And me and Kobe had a lot, a lot of, you know, uh, we were very physical in practice, very, very physical. Any, um, you've guarded all the you know, greats of this era, Jordan, yeah. going back to the last era, but Kobe, yeah. LeBron. Who's the toughest guy you guarded? So, I, you know, Jordan, obviously, Jordan, Kobe, LeBron, Durant. In that order? No, not, 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 <laughs> not in that order. And it could be in that order. They're all, they're all tough. They're just so different. There's not one you'd say was tougher to guard or was, was better, well, I guess. Jo- Jordan. Jordan was strong. He, Jordan, he had he he was he was definitely stronger than Kobe. Okay. You know, not by that much, but definitely stronger. You know, than Kobe. They had similar moves. You know, obviously Kobe was more. He had more of that street ball in him. Kobe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Kobe had more of the street ball, with the fundamentals. Jordan, I think he was just all fundamentals and and, and just get right to the point. Oh yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Jordan get right to the point, and when I guarded Jordan towards the end of his career, he was tough. So I measure that against the guys that I guarded in their prime. You know, for me, I think Jordan was the toughest. Okay. As an older player, the as, older yeah, Jordan. even as an older, yeah. as an older player, he he was tougher as an older player 
than, than some of these guys. Wow. You know, as in their prime, Kobe was Kobe was just amazing. It was, you know, I I wasn't successful enough against Kobe, and then um and then I would say LeBron. I had some good nights against LeBron okay. defensively, and then I had some good nights against Durant. But they had their nights too where they, you know, went off yeah, for yeah, thirty yeah, balls yeah. and all that stuff. What's LeBron? I mean, he's bigger than yeah. any of the other guys, you and bigger than you. What's it like guarding him? LeBron. It, the the thing about LeBron is he's very unselfish, right? So he can pass the ball. Yeah. And when I guard LeBron, I used to always want him to shoot. And, 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 and But he would just make the right play. Yeah, yeah. He's legendary. He makes the right play, and it's really hard to guard. He's a team player. Then at the end of the, the, the game, you know, he's finishing with the win. His teammates are happy. You know, he's being aggressive. He's passing the ball. You know, and now he's even a better player, you know. Yeah. So Le- LeBron, you know, he was real unique in where some of the other All-Stars, they will always try to take it uh, personal and go at me. I forced him into misses all night. They just yeah. miss him all night. Yeah. And But LeBron was, you know, he was unique, but he would just make the easy pass. What do you think LeBron's one of many players? It's not just him, but the w- players on the Warriors, players on the Spurs, Memphis's rest- rested players. A lot of teams yeah, yeah, are resting yeah, yeah, players. Yeah. What's your take on resting players, healthy players? Yeah, um, I think rest is important because at the end of the but, day, but like during the game, you, so you don't mind guys resting if they they're healthy. To. They have to rest. I know you want to buy your tickets and you come into the game, but you know what? It's come earlier in the season. <laughs> <laughs> The guys well, yeah, rest. I, at the <laughs> end, but I mean, like, like a game in December, if it's important, if that star, people come to see Meta World Peace, right? And you rest in that day, so you think it's all right though for players to do that? Yeah, it's, it's important, you know, and you can't make a bad a habit out of it. But yeah. if you're trying to win a title, you know, um, and rather than risk a game where you can heal, because your body always have to heal, and that's how people get hurt when they don't rest. Yeah. You know, um, it's very important that you rest. You know, when you're when you're trying to play for for the bigger picture. One thing about most of the all-time greats, maybe all of them, is they they've stayed relatively healthy in their career. It's one yeah, thing yeah. to break your leg where you can't control that, but you don't see a lot of the greats with a hamstring, right, right, or right, right, sore. You know, it's just little nagging injuries. Right. How much does lifestyle play a part in that? Yeah, lifestyle is important. You know. I think, you know, the better you treat your body, the better your body will treat you. You know, um, you're not sleeping. You're not getting no rest. You're up late night. You know, guys make a ton of money, so, you know, who knows what's going on in guys' life or yeah. in their mind. You know, but at the same time, you got to put the game first, especially when you're playing for something. You know, uh, you know, if you have an unhealthy lifestyle. You know, I think um, alcohol has a lot to do with injuries. Okay. You know, when you drink alcohol. How much? Is there a lot of alcohol? Drinking, or I don't know in the NBA. I, I, I don't know, but I know for me personally, when I was in, in my prime and I would go out and drink some alcohol, I would always have these nagging injuries yeah. okay. inflammation in the knees, tendonitis, back injuries, you know. And then when I got older and I stopped that lifestyle, I feel better now than I did when I was 25. Really. Yeah. When did you stop? What year, you know, stop? I, I guess so you don't drink anymore. It, it, it slowly went down. Okay. I, I have a drink every now and okay. then. But not getting drunk and but all not, that. But I, I have my nights. Okay. My, my, my summer times is My summer <laughs> times off epic. Season. Yeah. My, my off season, I like, it's calculated. So in the off season, I like to give myself three nights where I get hammered. Just three nights? Three That's nights. It. The whole off season? Whole, whole off season. Okay. 
I like I like to and I plan it out, you know, and I make sure during the season everything's off. Okay. A month before the season, nothing. Everything stops. And even throughout the summertime, I'm not even drinking consistently. Okay. Right? So and then during the season I'm able to, you know, do all the drills everybody else do, you know, and, and work just as hard as anybody else. You know, at, at this age, you know, um, the reason I don't drink during the season is because the recovery. I can't re I can't recover fast enough. Okay. You know, if I'm drinking and I have a bi- I have a practice and I want to be effective in practice. Mm-hmm. You know, so you know the alcohol it doesn't give your body a chance to recover. You know, what so is- even in the summertime if you're trying to get better yeah. and you're out partying all summer, you know you're not gonna get that much better. You know, uh, because your body, you can't push your body to the limit, yeah. you know? So that's why, you know, I calculate, you know, my nights out, you know, so, in the summertime. So tell, what's what's one of those three nights look like? Like, what's, yeah. the, what's the... Oh, yeah, yeah. You go to Vegas, you go, you know, yeah. like, what does it look like? Well, definitely um, is uh, Uber everywhere. Okay. <laughs> Smart. Or Lyft. Actually, yeah. I like, you know, maybe Lyft. <laughs> but, um, you know, um, cabs, you know, uh, no, 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 no driving, so you, you, know, you make you make, you make enough money where you can get yeah. a driver, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Make enough money where you can get a driver, and then no, not not really with a crew all the time. Sometimes okay. it'd be a couple of us. Okay. And um, I like to have one night where I just can't remember anything. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta have them nice, <laughs> you know. Um, and then um, the cool thing is, you know, back in the days it was a, it was a, I had a not a problem, but it was a it was a consistent party and lifestyle. Well, there was a story that when you were in Chicago that you were drinking before games. Remember that? Uh, or locked uh, in the halftime. I don't know if it was true, but mm. there, you remember that story was, it was out there. It was a little too much alcohol as a, young, as a youngster. Okay. A little too much. You know, and it was just consistent. Off-season, you're working out hard, you're training, but then you go out that night, you have a little drink. Yeah. You have another little drink. Then during, then during the season, you go out when you land, you have another drink. You know? Yeah. And, okay, how are you going to maximize your potential with that lifestyle? You can't. Yeah. You can't. And you might be you might be talented enough where you can score 30, but but then your career's gonna go boom, it's gonna, it's gonna shoot down all mm-hmm. of a sudden. And that's why I'm I'm not declining like that fast. Yeah, yeah. It's a slow decline. <laughs> it's a decline. <laughs> so but it's very but it's very slow. You know, it's you have life after basketball too. And that's what that's what motivates me. Yeah. You know, to 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 live a healthy lifestyle because you know, I want to go to the beach, you know, after <laughs> this good. and look good. <laughs> I want to get up in the morning with my kids. Yeah. I want to, I want to go jogging and ride my bike, yeah, you know, yeah. and that's what motivates me. I would have to go Now, overseas. MVP, that's a big discussion right Westbrook. now. Westbrook, no question. And I feel, I feel bad for Harden. Yeah. I feel bad for Harden. He's playing great. I'm the same but way. But Westbrook, when you, when you do what Oscar Robinson did, like I you're agree. special. I agree. You know, like, did you ever think you see somebody average a triple double? No, I never thought I'd see it. And, and Westbrook, like, if he does this, you have to move him up on the uh, all-time great list. Like, move him up somewhere. Yeah, yeah. Where? I don't know where you want to move him, <laughs> but just put him up right now. <laughs> yeah, triple double. That's amazing. Yeah. But Oscar got a ring. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So he got Westbrook, one ring. He needs to win a ring. Like his next phase in his life that goes to win a ring, what by any means necessary. What was your feeling on? KD going to the Warriors. Did you? A lot of people had their opinions. Some people thought it was a chump move. Right, right, you know, right. What, what was your take? I think one, he, you know, he, he probably they didn't want to be in Oklahoma. You know, I think two, is it, what he wanted. You mm-hmm. know, a lot of the owners sometimes, you know, they traded Michael Jordan. They didn't. They didn't renew Michael Jordan's contract. Like, yeah. they got well, he, retired. He, he retired. He retired, but yeah. but he wanted certain things. You know, yeah. and that's Michael Jordan. You know, uh, so 
the, sometimes the owners, they'll do what they want to do, mm-hmm. or the general managers. Mm-hmm. You know, they'll trade people that don't even yep. know they're going to be traded. Yep. You find out on ESPN. <laughs> people find out when they at shoot around, they'll find out, hey, you're traded. You find out on a plane, you're traded, yeah. right? And the fans, they, they have no sympathy towards that. So Durant leaving, I'm fine with. Yeah, yeah. cool. Man, thank you for Definitely. joining us in the zone, man. It's been yeah, great. It's been great. Thanks for having me. And I look forward to watching you the next few years. Yeah, and yeah. Try to finish seeing off. the coaching and all that. Yes, sir. <laughs> yes, sir. All right, brother. Peace. Game blouses. That's it for this week's show. Please remember to subscribe to us on iTunes and SoundCloud. Give us five stars and leave a nice comment. Make sure you also catch me live on my nationally syndicated radio show, along with my co-host Brian No on Fox Sports Radio every Saturday, 8 to 11 p.m. Eastern. We'll be reacting to live games and covering all of the major stories in sports. See you next week. Peace. I'm in my zone. I'm in my zone.